Welcome to Why Make, where we talk with makers from different disciplines about what inspires them to make, with your hosts, Rob Helmkamp and Eric Wolken. And we'd like to introduce you to the new season of Why Make, the, the 2020 season. Hard not to talk about 2020 without talking about the, the weirdness in the room, which is the coronavirus pandemic. And uh, we're recording this on April 10th when uh, most of us are sheltering in place at home, social distancing when we're out. Stay home. And, yes. And just generally freaked out. Um, in some ways, this isn't all that different from the normal life artist when we're, uh, you know, we're home self-isolating anyways, but the, the whole background noise of the coronavirus has put a lot of anxiety in the air and um, and probably more importantly than ever, why we're continuing to do Why Make, although we have made some changes for this season. Um, we are not interviewing artists in their studio for obvious reasons, and we are doing this all remotely, um, which is proven to be somewhat technologically challenging, but, um, we're figuring it out. (laughs) We're figuring it out. So that's, you know, we're going to do the rest of our, uh, 2020 season remotely interviewing our artists through the power of the internet. And one of the other things to note for 2020 is that after self-funding our first season, um, we've, you know, we've got holes in our pockets that have grown a little bit larger and the coronavirus or COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, hasn't helped. Um, so we've decided to start a, a Patreon page, Patreon, however you pronounce it. Um, our Patreon page address is patreon.com forward slash why make podcast. And if you didn't know already, Patreon is a crowdfunding platform that enables fans or patrons, quote unquote, to pay and support artists, aka Eric and Rob with the Why Make podcast for their work. And it's a way that we can earn a little money and you can help us to produce a content that otherwise, you know, we would put out for free. But this allows you to contribute to what we're doing. And we've set up a couple of membership levels. Um, In our case, you can contribute as little as two bucks per episode and up. It goes up. There's a couple of different tiers. And if you get on our Patreon page, you can check it out and, uh, and find out a little bit more. Yeah. But, you know, asking for money was was never why we started this podcast. This this podcast started out being basically an interesting art project where two two artists get to talk with their artist friends and other artists about what inspires them. And so donating to our Patreon page is obviously not required. Um, We would appreciate your support, but continue to listen for free. Do what you need to do. Um, but, uh, your support, your comments, anything that you can help us do to contribute to making our podcast better is welcome. So in moving forward, it's kind of important to think about what we've done. So, uh, I'd like to sit here and talk about some thoughts from the first season of why make. Yeah. 2019 was, was quite a year. 2019 was quite a year. And I mean, the first thing was just the, the excitement in our first trip to Asheville, it was, it was, I just felt like a little kid, like, uh, you know, that, that first night in Asheville waiting for our first interview with, um, Oh, who was it? It was Timmy Maddox. It was Timmy Maddox, Timothy and and, yeah. And, and some folks at Grovewood galleries and Grovewood galleries, right. We set up at Grovewood galleries, um, on one of Timmy's work tables, and our mics were way too low. So we borrowed like a huge stack of books from Timmy 
and a, a paint uh, can i think it was on can. there too <laughs> yeah so i mean uh if anything traveling to artist studios and really getting to see people's work environments was a, a it was just a joy, something we don't do nearly enough as artists, which is go visit our buddies in their work environments. Yeah, and most of the time we're staying home like hermits. And Exactly. Self-isolating is nothing new for artists, but... Uh, no, we're kind of used to it. It was, a, it was a total joy. And, and we had some absolutely great conversations. I mean, I think that we had this wonderful, heartfelt conversation with Susan Link where we just really... It, it just got to an, an an emotional level where it was it was beyond inspiration. It was really sort of feeling at one with somebody else, and then and then conversations that were just enlightening and amazing, like David Ellsworth. David Ellsworth had such a rich history. It's like we almost didn't have to say anything. You just yeah, wind that, him up, and he goes. That was a great conversation about history of wood turning and just craft and art in general that was that was that was a really good really good conversation with him and then um joel urudi a hickory north carolina sculptor and and a wood artist that was fun i loved being in his studio slash showroom with the crazy weird bathroom oh my gosh that was awesome i know and, and, and that actually, was such a fun conversation with joel and then he tells this really funny story to begin the interview oh and we, we didn't had record hit the it. record button <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if that's not a sign of two absolute amateur podcasters, I don't know. What oh, yeah. Well, and that was our second trip. So we didn't have who we've got to mention now, Nick Beery, who is our amazing, amazing sound guy slash, you know, he helped us on our first trip to Haywood and we were rolling without Nick and we were scared. It was a little nerve wracking. <laughs> right. No, no, uh, no sense of when to hit the record button. Note to self, Nick is very important. Oh, yes, keep yes. Nick in Nick the back Beery. of our mind. Beery Media, another person who is suffering through the coronavirus without any work. So if you need if you need any remote media services, Nick <laughs> So another one of our conversations that was really amazing, um, that I really enjoyed was with Melissa Engler and Graham Priddle. Both of them are sculptors and wood turners. Melissa has a bit more of a grounding in furniture making, but both were amazing artists and it was a, a great conversation. We were at their studio at Grovewood Studios in Asheville. And um Eric's got a little 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 story to tell about one of the tales Melissa told was pretty funny. The the great stories that come out of this experience and and the why make questions obviously what's your first memory of making something? And Melissa tells this wonderful story of her first memory making something was, I think she was making a salad with, I think her yeah. grandmother and um, they were cutting off the tops of carrots and, and various vegetables. And she made a, what she make? She made, I can't remember the story. You'll have to listen to the podcast exactly, but she made like a village out of discarded vegetable parts. Yeah. On their kitchen and, table. On the kitchen table. And it was just a, a, it was just a wonderful story of a first experience making and the whole notion that making can start from almost anywhere. I mean, making doesn't necessarily mean that you, um, you're, it's a well-formed idea. Your first memory of making, uh, it could be taking a carrot top and, uh, creating a village. The whole power of make-believe when you're a child is just an incredible. Yeah. It doesn't have to be with the table saw. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's usually not. <laughs> That's way, way down the line. 
That's way, yes, that's, that's way too scary for people in their early stages in making. So 2019, successful, not successful. I guess you, the, the listener, all three of you get to be the judge of that. Um, I think as an art project, certainly, Rob, I think it was successful. I think we yeah, absolutely. I think we did a lot of things. We, we pushed our comfort zones, which I think is <laughs> part of being an artist. I mean, literally, I mean, visual artists talking about art, visual artists are usually considered some of the more inarticulate people in talking about <laughs> art, or they talk in this, the garbly gook uh, art speak in which you say a lot and say, absolutely. what the heck did you just say? What did you mean? It was about it was about the insensitivity of conceptual parameters when battling upside down. That makes sense, right? What what did you just say? Yeah, exactly. So no, it was it was it was great talking down to earth about art with other artists and I think it made sense. I think it was a success on you know, definitely on that level. Right. Uh, definitely. And and as I, as I said many times, this is this is just an art project. It's not a it's not an effort in branding Rob or I or an effort in anything other than putting a community out there that often isn't seen. So so what's in store for 2020? What are what are we planning for 2020? Well, we've already, since we are home, trying to find trying to fill in the hours that we're <laughs> we're, we're we're not whiling away in our studios or worrying about staying away from people that might have the virus or worrying about the germs that surround us. We've had some great conversations so far. Um, we yeah, have, we've, uh, we're, we're off to a good start with some really, really cool interviews and some great possibilities. Yeah, so uh, we started with our, our very first conversation with Valerie Burlage. Bur- uh, I'm going to screw this up. Valerie <laughs> Burlage. Burlage. You want to say Burlage, but it's Valerie Burlage, uh, an incredibly uh, talented and mixed media artist who... Uh, who does a lot of assemblage. I should actually say Burlage, Valerie Burlage, who does assemblage. <laughs> and she has a wonderful sense of color and a wonderful sense of, of playfulness. And she also shares our history of also having attended the uh, program in fine woodworking at Haywood Community College. So we have that conversation in the can that hopefully will come out shortly. And one of the other makers that we've got that we talked with um, just a couple of weeks ago is Brian Fireman. So he's a Western North Carolina furniture maker and an architect. So he kind of has gone back and forth. He's trained as an architect and then um, kind of self-taught as a furniture maker. And he'll be talking about being a maker from both of those angles. And we have a real, a real great conversation with Brian. He's, he's a pretty fun guy. Yeah. Brian was a fun guy. And the software we're using, Squadcast, I guess it's a plug. It works pretty well. But, <laughs> uh, it's a it's a video and audio program, and so we can see we can see the people we're talking to as we talk to them. And uh, Brian was Brian was on one of those Pilates bouncing balls while we were talking to him. So as we're talking to him, he's going up and down and up. Brian and was down. like a spring. He <laughs> was just like probably something. Had we visited him in, in his studio, he would have done as well. So uh, he would have bounced up and down. So uh, Brian, the live way, wire. <laughs> Brian, the live wire. And uh, another conversation we had is with uh, B.A. Harrington, who's the director of the Wood Program at Indiana University of Pennsylvania, where I started out many, many years ago. She was she's the the instructor that's come on since the original instructor Chris Wyland has left, but she's got a fascinating background. She started out as a traditionally trained uh, furniture maker 
at uh, the North Bennett Street School in Boston, Massachusetts, basically <clears throat> learning traditional furniture joinery techniques, traditional furniture forms, Queen Anne chairs. And then she's taken that into the realm of sculpture combined with her, her interest in history and is sort of art speak, warning, art speak, reconceptualizing traditional furniture forms into into a, a rich history of her background and who she is. So uh, a wonderful, long, thought-provoking conversation with B.A. Harrington. So one of the other makers that we're, um have plans to interview is uh, the Greenville, South Carolina area sculptor. And he's a metal sculptor and a maker who incorporates a lot of woodworking. This guy does a lot. His name's Daniel Marinelli. And he's currently runs a small company called OK Goods, where he focuses on custom architectural components. That's the metal sculptor kind of side of it. But he's recently done the new Penland School of Craft sign, this massive thing. It's 16 or 20 feet long. So we're going to talk with Daniel about his practice and uh, and get into it with him. Quite a, quite an interesting character. When I was at Penland for the first time helping Dean Pulver teach a class, Daniel was one of the uh, residents down in the barn at Penland, and I was just utterly blown away by his work. It was incredible. So we're going to, yeah, that that's definitely a talk I'm looking forward to. And we've got more in the works, contacting folks all the time and setting up a really, a really full and amazing 2020. And, you know, we're going to continue to talk with makers kind of largely in wood, but obviously, you know, with Daniel and, um, the conceptual work of BA branching out into kind of other mediums and other and uh, different conceptual work. So, so excited you know, about it. Yeah, no, I mean, and uh, you know, more content for your listening ears for all those free hours you have. And, uh, and again, not required, but if you want to leave comments for us on our website, which is www.y-make.com, we really appreciate it. And if you want to make a contribution to us on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com um, forward slash why make podcast, uh, we would love that as well. Again, none of the above is required, but uh, any and all help is appreciated. And uh, I'm looking forward to 2020. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to and and I got to do another little plug for uh, the, the, the social media. Um, we're on Instagram at why make podcast. And I think I started a Twitter account at why make podcast. So we may tweet or we may not tweet to tweet or not to tweet. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Why make, why make, 